Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, visit PCAPainted.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all of you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the App Store and Google Play. This episode is brought to you by Benjamin Moore and Sherwin-Williams. Welcome back to another episode of the Elite Business Advice Podcast. My name is Chris Moore. I'm the founder of Elite Business Advisors, your host for the podcast. We know that recruiting and hiring will make or break a lot of you listening to this here in 2024. Uh, the two biggest bottlenecks we see in every business are typically lead generation and finding enough of the right people to complete the work you're selling. Uh, And we'll always continue to address the first one of those two, right? Uh, But this time of year, this episode's being released here at the very end of January, is a perfect time where a lot of people are starting to go through and get ramped up on the production side, knowing what the spring and busy season will come for a lot of people, especially those in a very seasonal climate uh, as we're recording this. And so, In going through and doing that, there's a lot of things that we recommend you do for your business. We've done some different episodes on it. Listen to our professionalization of a painting business. The recruiting episode we did, it came out right before the end of December. Um, To kind of get an overall synopsis of everything you should have in place. Some of those things we're going to dive into a little bit deeper here today. Uh, But we're going to kick off a three-part series with a good friend of mine, Dan Fleischer. Dan is the co-founder of Hirebus, and we're going to talk all about recruiting in these three episodes. We're going to cover how to fill the top of your funnel, how to qualify before you spend your time interviewing people, and then lastly, how do you create a waiting list of candidates to where recruiting isn't a lag game, it's you're immediately ready to hire someone when you need them or when there's an opportunity that arises. Uh, And so I hope all of this information helps. Thanks for plugging in. This is the Elite Business Advice Podcast. Dan, welcome to the show, brother. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. It's always good to get on the phone with you and and talk shop. So I'm really excited about this. Me too, man. We've been talking about it for a little bit. I'm glad we're finally able to run with this and get it out there to the world. Uh, You and I've hit it off so well. So this conversation could go a hundred different directions and I'm not mad about any of them. Um, So I'm excited about it. Uh, Tell everybody just kind of about your journey to where you are today here as the co-founder of Hirebus. Uh, and, and however long you want to take to do that, I'll, I'll let you be the judge. Yeah. So I'll start. And, and this is where Chris and I, I think have a lot of foundational alignment. I was operating the conquer coaching business, um, which is a coaching business for home service, uh, business owners. And, you know, we're serving thousands of, of pros and there's always two problems. How do I get enough leads and how do I get the right people to deliver on that work? Um, and it's not easy to figure out how to get enough leads. We all know that that's a challenge, but there are a lot of systems, there's a lot of content, a lot of pathways there. But for to get enough people, it was always about luck, it seemed, or chance, or I found a really good guy, right? There weren't these systems, there weren't these tools, there wasn't a way to predictably grow your teams well. And so after using a lot of these tools myself um, and finding one that I thought worked pretty well, but wasn't specifically tailored to home service businesses, uh, me and business partners built Hirebus. And so um, seeing this problem in thousands of home service businesses, I decided, you know what, I'm actually going to narrow my focus and spin up Hirebus and start to deliver 
hopefully a solution to a lot of folks. And we've had a, we've had a lot of success in this past year and, um, it just further emboldens my passion of this is really the number one problem facing service business owners and really excited to like share with you what we've learned yeah. um, over these years. Now that's awesome. That's a perfect little intro here. Um, cause we're going to break down the recruiting and hiring piece into kind of three main chunks as I mentioned in the introduction. Uh, and thanks for backing me up on the intro and the two biggest challenges. I don't know if you just did that or if you know, you were just solidifying no, what we said. that is with the data. Like we ran a ton of surveys. Yep. One, two, uh, systems. Yep. Perfect. Three. Yep. hundred percent. Um, so we're going to break down kind of recruiting and hiring into three main chunks. Uh, the first part of what we're going to dive into here today is like, how do we get people into the top of the funnel? Uh, the second piece again is how do we qualify and, and systematize and automate as much as we can to save your time as the business owner. Uh, and then part three that'll come out in two weeks is going to be all about how do we keep the funnel on? How do we build a list of candidates ready to go uh, and always be recruiting? And so let's dive into this. How do we get people into the top of the funnel? Uh, number one, easy question. What are the places you're seeing postings, job ads, whatever title you want to give that have a lot of success here in the recruiting space for painting contractors? Yeah. So, um, we're seeing a lot of success on indeed as well as Facebook. And, and it's really interesting. I was actually talking to some folks, um, earlier this week and they said, indeed's dead Indeed's miserable. And I actually want to push on that because we've seen a lot of success in Indeed. But what we've noticed is number one, you need to have a really compelling job ad. And number two, yep. you you also need to know that there's going to be higher volume of people in Indeed that are just throwing what I call spaghetti applications out there. They're just clicking apply, yep. apply, apply to everything. So you need to really work and make sure your job ad stands out, that you're nurturing folks on Indeed, and that you get a, a lot of folks on top of funnel and you and you qualify them. And I think we'll talk about qualifying later. But yep. indeed, we're seeing if you have the right systems can be really fruitful. Um, Facebook and other what we call interruption marketing has actually been working really well too. And and okay. I think about it like, okay, if you're looking to hire someone, who who would you rather have? Someone who is doesn't have a job right now and a at a historically low unemployment rate, or someone who has a job might not be the happiest in the world with it. And if you could give them a really compelling offer, they'd switch to your business. It's pretty clear that you'd want that second person, someone who has a job, and you find them where they live their everyday life on Facebook versus indeed if someone actively looking for a job. So interruption marketing on Facebook, Instagram, we're experimenting with TikTok has been pretty powerful. That's awesome. I love it. Like when I first, like it's one of those things that when you, when you hear that statement, you're like, duh, like makes sense, right? You always hire people that have jobs, you know, for the most part. Um, but when I first heard that, I was like, holy crap, like that is a game changer for how everybody recruits for employees. I don't care whether you're a painting contractor, whether it's what you guys are doing at Hirebus, what we're doing here at EBA, it's a game changer, right? Because you're the good talent, like you said, they may not be happy, but they're not maybe actively searching, right? And I'm not saying there's bad people out there actively searching, but it can definitely be a different type of, of people depending on what levels and positions you're hiring for. So when I heard the interruption marketing, uh, I didn't hear the term prettied up like you put it, but uh, when I heard that concept, it was like mind blowing to me and has really shifted a lot of how some of our clients have recruited employees, which is cool to see. Yeah. The, the idea of interruption marketing is so powerful because spoiler alert, like 
all good hiring practices are basically good marketing practices. That's it's yep. just all the same. But interruption marketing doesn't just need to be like digital interruption marketing, Facebook, Instagram. We found a lot of success printing out business cards that say something like, you're awesome, or join a killer new team, or, you know, you'd be great working with us and just have a QR yep. code to your careers page and give them to all of your team. And when they're out in the town and they see someone who has really good service, especially if it's a specific role that you can train, boom, boom, that's interruption marketing, right? Like yep. we don't have to put it in a tiny box of digital interruption marketing. There's a lot oh, of that's good there. I love that. That's really good. Um, oh, th there's going to be so many nuggets in this episode. I'm so pumped. Let's do it. What are some ways that we should be differentiating ourselves from other companies, right? And when I say mm -hmm. that, I mean, if I'm a painting contractor. I'm not the only painting contractor in town looking to hire good quality people, right? Yeah. So what are some things that you guys see and recommend on how to differentiate yourselves from those competitors, if you will, for lack of a better term? Yeah. And again, like I'm going to be a broken record, but what we found is good hiring is good marketing. So in the same way that you differentiate yourself in your marketing materials on your website, you want to do that with your candidates. And so think about what they see. First of all, they'll see a job ad, whether that's on Facebook or Indeed or, or whatever it may be. And so how do you make sure your job ad speaks to your culture? How do you make sure it's punchy? How do you make sure if you're leading with hourly pay, they're going to think that's what you think is most important. If you lead with your core values, then they might, or that there's growth opportunities, then that's what's going to be more important. So what you message via your job ads is what candidates will see and, and tie as your value. The second piece, and what one thing that we've seen a lot of positive feedback on is the careers page. Make sure you have a polished careers page. And it doesn't need to be fancy, but that just points to, shows pictures and videos of your team, talks about what we do, um, for career development, what we do, what are growth opportunities? And even if you don't have like a really, really detailed plan for that, that's okay. Just say like, we're really focused on developing our people because that's true. And that's part of, that's, that's why it is better to work with you. And the final one, Chris, specifically with Indeed, people that apply, they apply to a ton of things, hoping that one of them sticks. Now, if you can build a system to reach back out to them quickly and say, Hey, Chris, I saw that you applied for the, uh, for the, um, let's say sales role. Yeah. Um, and it looks like you might be a fantastic fit. Make sure to fill out our initial application form on our careers page that right there, by just sending that simple message, you communicate that you're serious, you're a focused company and you're interested in them because they've heard crickets from 90% of their applications. So all of a sudden yeah. they're going to be more attentive. They're going to show up. So by, by giving a little bit, especially early in the recruiting process, you'll really yeah. engage candidates and get people to actually show up to interviews, actually fill out application forms and actually engage back with you. Yep. Oh, that's great. That's gold. Um, all right. So as we talk about differentiating yourself, uh, you mentioned a little bit earlier, like social media, how yeah. do you guys see people? Uh, I have a great example, but I want to hear your thoughts first. Um, like, how do you see people using social media to really differentiate and highlight that? Right. I love what you had to say um, with the careers page and the messaging, but like, how have you seen social media change the game in that in a good way? Okay. This example I'm about to tell you, Chris, is like not, it, it's a ridiculous one, but I, I think it's a pretty good example. So it's my favorite because I know where you're going with it. Is, uh, have I told you this? It was, it was, um, so it's one of our customers who runs an exterior cleaning business and yep. he filmed like a, like a polished commercial of his guys, like slow-mo water shirtless, you know, the whole thing, very camp, 
very funny. And it's been attracting a ton of views, not only if and it was meant for hiring, but all of a sudden people, they've been using it for marketing. So it's the whole goal of marketing is to be different, to attract attention. And so um, social media is a really good way to do that in a fun, authentic, organic way. Um, and that's that's one of the examples. The Another one is just like still images of your team smiling. That yeah. like taking pictures of the team, showing showing like uh, employee of the month things, little little things like that, that just a quick iPhone photo have, have really boosted some of the folks we work with. And so it doesn't yep. have to be fancy. It just has to be consistent is the big thing. I'm, what's the example it. that you've got? Um, yeah, no. So I was going to say there's a company actually that's the meeting I was just on right before we hopped on here, um, up in Pennsylvania, that's called inspired by you, uh, Chad and Corey Leister that runs it. A lot of people know Corey throughout the painting industry. I think she's called the cabinet coatings queen or the cabinet refinishing queen. Um, but they have an entire, like a fantastic social media. So like, if you're looking for like, okay, Chris, I hear what you're saying, Dan, I hear what you're saying. Like, let me see an example. Yeah go check out inspired by you it's inspired by and then the letter u um and they've just done a great job of highlighting their company's culture their work environment job site things they've done a lot of fun trendy like TikToks and reels that have like been what's trendy out there at the time and like the, the painters do it on the job site right um whatever it is the little dance or something or you know whatever's going on all the trendy stuff you see on those platforms and they just do a great job. And like, it, it makes me want to like leave St. Louis and go to Pennsylvania and go work for them. <laughs> like, um, maybe slight extreme, um, but it, it's fantastic. So go check them out. Um, they didn't even pay me to plug them, but I think they just do a fantastic job of it. And what's cool about it, we'll talk about this in the, the third episode, but because of their social media presence, they constantly have people reaching out that want to come work there. Shocker. Who would have thought? Yeah. Right. And so when they're ready to start hiring, they went through a huge growth phase this past year. And the first thing they did was go to that waiting list of people and say, hey, we actually have some openings finally. Like, are you still interested? Is this something you want to talk about? And they were able to, to hire, I don't know if it was exactly, but they were able to hire a good majority of those people without doing any extra work, right? Yep. And it's been solely from their presence, their social media and the brand that they've built. Um, and so, use it, man. Like we, I literally had a meeting this morning and we're getting um, a really good friend of mine, Jeff Fitzer. He's been on our show before, spoke at our retreat this year. He does social media coaching for people. Um, we're getting started with them for our business. They do some some um, edits to do like reels and stuff. And then they will help land out, plan out like a content calendar for you. Do it, right? Be intentional about what you're doing and follow through on it. And if you got to hire a coach and you got to hire somebody to help with it, do it, man. That'd be a great investment. So... That's such a cool example. The it's it is all related. That's I think that's what's part yeah. of this that's so powerful is is it took once I realized that like all of this is related. My brand image is both for customers and future employees and existing employees. That's that's where the real unlock is. So that example is like a perfect picture. Yeah. Hey, you have a really yep. engaging social media presence. It's not going to bring in not just bring in new customers, but also great employees. That's awesome. Right. Yep. It's a win-win, you know, and it's good, like credibility. If I'm a customer, right. I'm looking to do business with a contractor. Like I'll go search them. Like a lot of people do, right. If I don't yeah. know them. And when I see 
the before and after projects. I'm like, okay, so they do good work, right? Or yeah. as best as you can tell in photos on social media, right? Everything on the internet's true. Um, <laughs> yeah. They also, I see a bunch of pictures of their team in their elite painting shirts and they're smiling. They look like good people, right? Kind of answers the like, do your employees pass background checks thing, right? Mm -hmm. Now some people can fake it, but like, you know, at least when you're highlighting this stuff, yes, it's great for marketing. It's great for that, but it also can be great in customer confidence of yeah. them seeing your employees on other homeowners job sites. That's clearly not stock photos from, from Canva. Um, it's a, again, it's, it's just such a win all around. So um, anything else you want to hit on before we hop into the next question? No, although I'm just giggling to myself thinking of like the stock photos of, you know, plumbers that are like bodybuilders, like happily leaning under a sink and smiling. It's like, yep. you know, the idea, like show the real team. One of our yeah. best performing careers pages is just one of our owners out at like a multifamily with one of his employees up on yeah. a ladder on like a really shaky cell phone. And it's just yeah. so authentic, so organic. So yeah, yeah. no, no stock It's photos. so funny. <laughs> yeah, no, and if, you, if you're gonna use a stock photo, figure out how to Photoshop your logo on there to where it looks so good, you can't tell. Um, but no, I'm just kidding, don't even do that. Uh, <laughs> what kind of a budget do a lot of your contractors spend when it comes to like marketing for employees, right? Because obviously a lot of people have their advertising and marketing budget. What kind of budget do you recommend it to help kind of fill the top of the funnel here? Yeah, and it it definitely varies by region, role, all of that, all of that uh, kind of thing. It's 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 somewhat flexible. But what we see a lot of time, if you're looking to hire, let's say for you know crew member role, is $100 a week to start. And you'll get on average, um, you'll get around 100 to 150 candidates from that, just from Indeed. Facebook can be a little nice. bit more expensive, uh, but you typically yeah. get like higher pull through rates. But yeah. what we see with some of the funnels we build and we build hiring funnels for folks is we have really tight metrics right now. It's on average 70 cents per candidate for like a crew member slash technician role across different trades um, for That's painting. Awesome. Uh, it's, it's in the 60 cents, but you got to start and just plug in a hundred dollars a week and see. And then from there, just like marketing, you got to adjust. So if all of a sudden it's a hundred, a dollar 50 per, per, uh, per yeah. candidate, great. Well, maybe we need to change our title. Oh, it went down a little bit. Oh, maybe let's change the first line. Oh, it went down a little bit. So the the edits and the tweaks that you make on Indeed, it have it, it creates two things. Number one, you get to test and see what works. But number two, Indeed rewards you making changes to your job posts. So going in and editing it frequently has this kind of like double rainbow effect, if you will, where number one, you're making improvements like you would in any of your marketing copy. But number two, the algorithm pushes it more to the top. Yep. So you mean I don't write a job ad once and then just use it for the next four years and then like just never touch it, even if it's posted somewhere? That's not a good strategy. That is that is not a good strategy. But okay, as, okay. I, this is the Chris. This is where like yeah, it's not a good strategy. But then I think back to my prior self, and yeah, like come on, what 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 number on the to do list is going and refreshing my Indeed job ad? It's got to be it's in the twenties on the top ten list. It's yeah, it's like not even yeah. close. So, yeah. um, you know, there's some tools and things you can do. Like we have, you know, like uh, ChatGPT can write your job ads so you yeah. can cycle them through. You can get a VA to do it. Um, yeah. But yeah, you got to recycle them. And you, I, I would recommend building a system to do it. Ideally having someone else do it. But 
it is not the top of my list. It's not the top yep, of any. I'm with you. That's okay. That's okay. But it should be done. All right. Listen, I always say, as long as I'm transparent and tell people that I don't do a good job of it, I have no problem telling them to go do a better job of it than I do. All right. As long as I don't try yes. to fake it. Um, yes. How does placing job ads differ by role, by region, by trade? Obviously, you guys work with people all across North America like we do. How do you guys see that change in different markets, different things, different types of trades, all that stuff? Yeah. So in terms of placing job ads um, by role, what we've seen is the way you communicate the job ad, the title and the copy, depending on the role, you might want to tweak what I would call your tone. So yeah. if we're looking for like a sales role, we've often seen that a more direct uh, tone that talks about comp, responsibilities, yep. who we're looking for works really well. Whereas cool. for like a, a crew member role, we found sharing like what a day in the life is like, what are the opportunities? What, how long do crew members typically stay on our team? That's worked really well in terms of where posting, we still have seen the most success on indeed, even for okay. like senior management roles, but we have seen some like CEO roles work well on yeah. LinkedIn, but we're, we're actually, where even even some of those higher management roles that we're testing on LinkedIn indeed is performing better. So just think about the Good tone of the job ad by uh, the type of role you're hiring for. Yep. No, that's good. And I think that's a big thing too, is it's like, and I, job ads are job ads, right? And the way that you communicate in there is the expectation you set. And it's also like the role is what they're, the perceived factor of what the role is going to be too. I don't know if that just made sense, but like it sets a tone, it sets a precedent, right? And if your job ad is like every other job ad on Indeed or LinkedIn or wherever you're at, it's it's just going to get glossed over, right? Yeah. And I think, you know, making it, I don't want to say make it fun or make it crazy. I know um, you guys had a really good example about like the, the squirt gun. What was the title on that one? Yeah, um, it was like it was like adult squirt gun operator, you know. Yeah, for, for like a power music. washing. Yeah, 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 and I love it, right? Like you can be kind of funny like that if that's the culture of your company. But I think at the end of the day, like find a way to stand out with people too. You know, mm -hmm. I think that's a big thing of it. Um, you know, I always tell people too, like if you're as you talked about making adjustments earlier, if you notice there's a problem, there's a common thing, there's like something's being dropped. I always say back up one step and identify what's not working, right? So if like you're getting a bunch of people that are just like <laughs> dead in the water, just no energy, whatever, maybe back up a step and see what your job ad looks like, right? Yeah. Or put some of those systems in place we'll talk about next week. Like, so if you're just like in a spot where you're like, man, I'm just not whatever, back up a step. Same thing, if, you're, if your closing rate is all of a sudden tanked on your estimates, back up a step and say, hey, how are we getting our leads? How am I qualifying? What does this phone call look like, right? Like take one step back from whatever the problem is or, or the, the break, the bottleneck and, and figure that out. So um, here's a big question we get, and I know uh, we'll kind of wrap up this episode and jump back into more next week. Uh, we could easily make these 45 minute episodes, but I'm going to be respectful for our listeners. Um, when it comes to like the application process, systems, all of those, that side of things of actually like, okay, great. We want to fill the top of the funnel. Let's get people to apply. How in depth do you guys recommend making that face? Like, is it tough? Is it easy? Like, give me your guys thoughts on that. This is, this is philosophically where I think 
we see the most difference across the market. A lot of people, and I have a pretty strong point of view from, and we, from our data, we do. We see a lot of people who say, I want to collect all this data up front, 20 question surveys, social security numbers. I'm being a little bit over the top here, but something that would take someone 15 to 20 minutes to, to go through. And when I ask people why, they say, well, if they can't do that, then I don't want them working for me. And I want to flip the script a little bit on this. It's like, why are you putting yourself at that disadvantage this early on? Would you ever ask a, a potential customer, a potential lead to do that, to earn your business? And so and the answer there is no, we want to re reduce friction in the funnel. And so to answer the direct question, it's we want our applications initially to be as easy as possible while making sure that the person meets the, the core criteria. We want to know their name, email, phone number so we can reach out. We want to know if uh, they have a driver's license. We want to know if they live close enough to the shop. The, the core blocking and tackling things we need to know, but we don't need to know their social security number. We don't need to know their what their core values as an individual are. We don't need to know their full job history at this point. We might collect a resume, but we want to make it easy for them initially because then we can build systems to qualify them. We can build systems where we're not where, where we're understanding if they are a good fit before we spend any time interviewing. But if they don't even fill out the form in the first place, then doesn't matter. You'll never know. Exactly. Right? And so that's good. This, this is where I think a lot of us need to flip kind of conventional knowledge, what we've learned, what we've experienced. Say, no, an initial application should actually take a minute. Yeah. It's awesome. And that'll make I, I love that. It's definitely shifted my perspective some on it. Um, I was kind of probably in the middle of the two extremes, right? Mm -hmm. um, but it's definitely shifted my mindset on it. And I think with some of the stuff we're going to cover in next week's episode with the systems, this was a great like kind of segue, right? I love it. Yeah, um, yeah, good, good. But, yeah, yeah. I, I wish I could say we planned this perfectly. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, we'll talk about some of that to, to filter through that, right? Because that's the whole goal. You just need to filter through it. Uh, but I know I'm definitely, like I said, guilty that we need to make probably make it a little bit easier, right? A little bit easier in the beginning because you might lose a candidate that just, you know, I mean, think about it, right? You might have somebody that does have a job and they're just looking and they're trying to fill out stuff while they're like, you know, putting their kids to bed at night or, you know, in the middle of something. And so they're looking through and if something's difficult, oh, I'll come back to it. Well, then it disappears or yeah. whatever, right? And so... How often does that happen? I don't know, but I think why not find out and just make really good systems like we'll talk about next week to be that filter out to where it doesn't really matter, right? You're opening the funnel wider and then just having a, a, a more narrow middle of the funnel, if you will. Exactly, so, exactly. Just like marketing. That's great. Don't make exactly. it extra hard to give you their info. Just capture it yes. and follow up and qualify later. 100%, man. What is it, kind of the last question I'll leave you with here before yeah. we wrap up. Um, is there any other common things that you see contractors do wrong kind of in this first initial phase we're talking about this week that you want to highlight that you think kind of help others and be a benefit? I, I think the biggest thing is when people are looking, when people are, when, when contractors are recruiting, they often will set a job at Indeed and they'll do it in like really bulky, lumpy sessions, which makes sense if you're running a business. All right, I'll go and look at the candidates at this week. Oh, I'll wait a week and look again. What I would, where I see their folks having a lot of success is setting up systems that automatically follow up with people every day, because we talked about it earlier, but the candidate, they're applying to a lot of things. And as soon as I get that text from you saying, Hey, Chris, I got your resume and it looks like you'd be a great fit. Let's 
talk, boom, now all of a sudden they're in. So if you can do that, that's how you win and you have to do it consistently and it's hard and you need a system because it can't be your time that's doing it. So that Love that's it. what I would say is the big differentiator, but it's hard. Yep, that's good. An even big, better segue to wrap up the episode for next week. So, yeah. um, well, Dan, thanks for everything you had to share. I'm really excited to dive into these next couple of weeks here with you uh, and talk through the other two stages of this. Uh, if you're listening to this episode today, January 29th when it or January 30th when it comes out, you have until tomorrow to take advantage of our January special. We're offering $300 off your first three months with us. All you have to do is go to our website, submit your contact info to schedule an analysis call with us before midnight on the 31st. If you're afterwards too late, maybe you'll catch us on our special next year or reach out anyways, uh, www.elitebusinessadvisors.com. We look forward to hopefully getting to know you a little bit more. Dan, thanks a million for everything you had to share here on this episode. And uh, I can't wait to hear what you have to share next week. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, this is great. Excited for next week. We'll dig into a little bit more hiring stuff, qualifying the hardest part. Let's do it. Paynet podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPainted.org.